0: Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome again to another podcast of Talk Architecture. And we're still talking about, can Malaysian schools of architecture be like the AA school? So now I have a special program for you, two-parter. The first part we're going to Talk about stuff and the second part, we're going to frame more questions. That's very general, isn't it, on this topic, because we will have two other guests. But this one, this special guest is Nur Izati Mama Khairan. And um, you have read her bio in the teaser. And unless she wants to go and introduce herself furthermore. Hi, Izati. Hi, Izati. Well, hi.
1: How
0: are you I doing? Don't...
1: Hi, I'm fine. I don't want to further elaborate who I am. I think they know they already know. Yeah.
0: Okay, they can refer to that bio in the teaser. Great. Now, Izati, we have been working together in the second year studio last semester with Dr. Hazrina Haja in UN. For the, uh, and that's when I first get to know you. So after thereafter, we were lurking about and or you know, we were contributing actually, to many uh, clubhouse events, uh, including moderating some ourselves, on architecture education. And um, so that's why I think your insights, which you know, um, helped with the discussion, helped with um, look, uh, help us to to frame some questions previously. Is going to be helpful further for this podcast. So let us get into it. Yeah, Izati? So I'll start the ball rolling. Now, um, thinking about the previous podcast and discussion, and seeing this thread of discussion on how theory is being assimilated or implemented. In the architecture's design studio curriculum, yeah, I, the last session I was in the podcast, I I gave my views about master of architecture curriculum, uh, the, the the fourth year and the fifth year, and um, and I, I get some feedback from uh, site Iskanda as well uh, regarding lecturers. Uh, have to go for a sabbatical to see what other schools are doing. And I was thinking about, yeah, okay, we do sabbatical, but whether or not we're going to implement those ideas is something else. The school want to implement, because there seem to be a practice, a practice of education, a practice of teaching students, you know, as opposed to practice of architecture practice. And then know I mentioned to uh, the moderator, uh, A.R. Lokwi, I mentioned that there is a difference between um, uh, teaching studio in the university and teaching studio uh, and doing design work in practice. Because you're you sort of, you're, a university is like the word universe, right? You sort of ask questions, sort of find yourself at that time in your 20s. Early twenties to mid twenties usually, and then there is this from secondary to practice and how you're going to prepare yourself to practice. Could you tell, you know, could you could you relate? Um, what do you think about the quality of teaching that you had in Malaysian schools of architecture that that prepared you for practice? Do you have any points on that? Can you me- unmute yourself?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Dr. Nazi. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Very controversial. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, gonna talk about, uh, my time in UIA for part one. So the, the way the system of studio work, work during my time was a bit different from UM. Basically, in UM, you actually was uh, you have ten students per tutors, right? So in in UIA during my time, there's around two hundred students per batch. So we have three big studios, um, which will consist of um, yeah sixty plus students, um, and we only have a few one one main. Uh, lecturer, and there will be tutors. Okay, um, yeah, the, the 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 idea of of that is not every students will get to uh, have a desk script with every lecturers. So you can just pick and choose whoever you want. Or basically, um, I always go to the uh, architects or designers just to, to get a different kind of point of view. So I I, I remembered uh, names that are, I think, um, very influential in my design journey, I can say. Um, the third year would be Tinzul Hilmi from GDP Architect. He introduced me to MVRDV, where I actually wanted to do something that is mimic three he said to me yeah go for it so do it so research this do this and do that and yeah that 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 sort of um during my third year i'm i'm always the concept girl if if, if my lecturers uh, my ex-lecturers are listening i'm always the concept girl i always love to explore concept doing crazy ideas i think when i was in second year and third year i Really love biomimicry. I remember everything until now because I I have a few books on that. Um, and uh, oh, this yeah,
0: theory. I, you saying that you like theory then?
1: Yeah, uh, sort of like that. But the issue with with uh, my uni is the theory part and also the implementation of that in in studio wasn't really there. It's sort of we always created it differently. So you you actually study design studio uh, theory differently, and then you get that mark, and then you didn't apply it in your studio at all. I can say I I I I could say that I I didn't apply anything during my
0: okay class. No, don't it, talk about apply. What about yeah. your concepts?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So when you you explain your concepts in the studio yeah. you do you get the feedback that you get the the feed, a positive feedback about do you feel that there is a discrepancy between the feedback that you get and what you did or do people understand your concept
1: um because i was a bit selective who i throw my ideas to the tutors so that's why I throw the ideas to the practitioners because they are more open about my ideas. Um, the ideas are maybe uh, real, really out there and I I think that they, they are very accepting and they can uh, put me in the right direction. There are a few references on projects that I can refer to. So I guess, yes, yes. And I remember the second year final presentation, I have architect Hamka and also architect Kamaluddin Adam. Um, that's
0: my batchmate so, from UTM. Oh, really? Okay. Adam.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he still knows me and my office is actually next to him.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I'm not going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, I, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: but I, I, hope, yeah, I hope in a great vine, um, he still remembers me. Um, he really gave. Up. He got. He he had a loud voice with that little uh, physics office. So you. if if let's say <laughs> I was criticized on the final presentation, everybody will will be there to just listen to what uh, he's saying. So I got a really good feedback on uh, on that year. Um, yeah, it, it was. Um, he really praised me on uh, doing things that is not uh, normal, where I, I presented on like a long, yeah, long kind of yeah. To, be,
0: to to let's put a um, the underlying thing about students uh, learning is the feedback, the process of feedback from the lecturers they are supposed to be po- positive and constructive, obviously. So that, you know, if you stop at the second year, you have something to take away to the third year. Stop at the third year, you have something to take away after that. So it's supposed to be progressive, isn't it? Uh, progressively helping. So um, then you went to Curtin, is it? Uh, I went to Deakin. sorry, oh, Deakin, sorry. I see love. So when you went to deacon, you um, uh, Deakin is in Perth, is it? No, oh,
1: no, it's in in Geelong. It's uh in Victoria. Uh, okay, okay, 50, okay, Yeah, from Melbourne. Yeah.
0: All right. So you were in Deakin. Uh, that's why I got it wrong because I was thinking of Perth. this is my Australia, which is where <laughs> I've been there only a couple of times or three. Um. So um, so what was the difference between Deacon and? and your first degree, university. Okay, all right. So,
1: so um, in, in, in the context of Masters, where we did um, on, uh, it's more loose, I guess I was quite shocked that there wasn't a lot of um, classes that I have to attend to. So uh, that was like oh okay because we have like 24 or 28 credit hour uh, in in previous uni. So to cut it do- down to only three classes a week, it was like wow. That was like that's big kind of uh, and then I I sort of don't understand in the first semester that okay the reason why there's less uh student uh, there's less. Um, units meaning that you need to read and learn more, it's not that just you, you just expect the lecturers to give everything to you. So basically the library is your friend and you need to do research and you need to do all those things. So so the first year I was like I have, still had the same kind of Malaysian attitude to me I guess where I just okay I attend studio I just have the same momentum uh, then I think um, my professor, uh, Dad Smith, he introduces me, introduced me to Carlos Kappa and Louis Aihan. I never heard all, all those names before in, in, in I think Louis, Louis Aihan, yes, but um, I really love um, how he presented his work and how they can just talk with just, I, I think there's just slides of pictures. And she can talk forever about all those things without any words. And it's just like a flow of river. There's no stop to it. So um, I really like uh, those things. And there's, there's also this um, a unit called uh, design resolution where you actually understand um, or you can take whatever famous architects work and you just um, – uh, take it one by one and do the copy back the design detail, detail detailing and actually uh, understand why they do what they do for example, why miss uh column uh in Barcelona pavilion is not even enclosed because in Malaysia some more column tech uh enclosed so things like that um they they want us to actually understand and get uh get our mind rolling and thinking. Why they do? Why this architect have this kind of philosophy and all those things? So yeah, and then we um, for yeah. my yeah, final, I did um, um, my topic on prison design. I've talked about it before. That was amazing um, experience uh, where I could go to Pedal Top to work on my design there. It was amazing experience, and we have presented. Where you
0: it. Pedal Top is what? Pedal, what is it? Uh, uh, Pedal Top is an
1: architecture firm. So okay, okay. We, before
0: we go there, before we go yeah, there, yeah. Okay. Um, I noticed that there is a thread where you are interested in architects, precedents, models, uh, MR, MDR, MRDV, MDRDV, what was the name again? I forgot. M- Sorry. MDRDV?
1: Sorry?
0: Oh, MVRDV, right? I've been to an MVRDV building before when I went to Amsterdam or Rotterdam. It was yeah. a housing.
1: Yeah, old housing, right? Is it
0: old old housing? No, no, no. I was floating near the sea.
1: I see. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yes. Yep,
0: yep, yep. It looked like it's containers or something. But anyway. Oh, yeah. So yeah, this conceptual thing going on, Scarpa and Khan. Then I realized that when we talk about students of architecture, we're talking about uh, whether the student archit- of student is identifying themselves as an architect, which you were, and eventually the outcome is you are practicing as an architect. In fact, at a very early age, you became an architect. You know, uh, on your own, you became an architect on your own. All right? Yeah, of course you're still doing your part three, there's something else. So there is also these students who are not identified as an architect. They went through the system. It could be a UIA, it could be a UM or whatever, Malaysian schools of architecture. And that the the the, the proposition is that why aren't more students identify themselves as, as an architect? Is the teaching was the teaching not favorable to them identifying themselves as an architect? If somebody naturally, imagine when you were um, going for the practitioners to give you feedback, it could be not because it could be yeah, they gave you some ideas, MVRDV, and you know, they, uh, this is in Malaysia, they give you some ideas of all this um, they had in them. They, they, it was good that they actually tried to assist you in finding yourself to be identified as an architect. They knew that by giving you those points, you like architecture, right? So that was you proactively doing. What about people who are with you, 100 and so students, who did not identify with being an architect? You know, if, if the Malaysian government is investing on your universities and a number of people taking architecture and they see the outcome 60% is not taking architecture or 30% is taking architecture and became an architect. So surely if there is a survey of such, it will be a failure in terms of the universities not doing their job is the fact that identity or being finding yourselves, like, because you were proactively seeking People who's going to give you the right feedback. What about people who still need? Because for me, I identified as an architect in the second year. First year, all with all those models and all those uh, projects. I wasn't, and I was a C C student, you know, like that. Then I first time I had a B plus in the second year because I, there are drawings, and I was attracted to drawings. So that there, there are all these other things that could help us in our. Uh, when we frame, I want to frame this for the next session when you discuss. So, um, I see you are nodding because nobody can, you cannot, others cannot see that she's nodding. And you know, Malaysians are very shy, right? They don't want to go and (laughs) criticize people. (laughs) Or, so, um, in general, so, then you talk about you working over there in in Australia. Okay, we know about you. Um, your your, your, your what you have. You see, do you have your other friends who are? Should I say? Can I just throw it out there? Your batch mates. How many became architect? Now, like you, out of those one hundred and so, how many? <laughs> Less than twenty, I guess.
1: Less than twenty
0: or twenty people. 20 out of 100.
1: 20 out of 100 plus. Mm. Uh, um, not everybody continue their part two. And that uh, I think they lost half of them already.
0: Can I say something? So that, yes. My UTM, including Adam, right? The 80, I think 80 people. All did architecture after diploma a sizable percentage went and did part two. About 20-ish in UTM and the, the rest, I would say half. Half to at least half lah, continue with part two, some by hook or by crook. But we had the, uh, the, um, the help of the Malaysian government's scholarships as well. If I would, you know, it's like um, we don't think of anything else. We don't have social media. We don't have sales and marketing. I mean, it, it, when Tony Youssef was interviewed by students, he, he did sales and marketing. Uh, he was one of my students who didn't want to work in an office. And, of course, in, in his case, he doesn't identify himself as an architect, but architecture helped him to structure his life or his way, way of approaching no, I'm not saying that it's it is a um, I'm not saying that this is a failure in what sense, but I was just putting my shoes in the Malaysian government shoes, you know. Like if I invested this amount of money, you know, millions and I don't know, to produce architects in Malaysia. And you know, I just just uh, uh, thinking about public universities, I consider UIA as public universities again. Mm. They're similar to U, UITM in the number of people that you intake. So um, I could ask that question. One of the things that we could ask in the second part of our, our session, we have about um, another 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I just want to, I don't know if there's a question, but I just when I say that um, when we took architecture, okay, this is me, I mean, um, just a general kind of point of view. Um, yeah, we took architecture because we want to be architects, most probably, that that is what uh, I was assuming. Um, not sure what is part one, part two, part three at that point, but yeah, uh, but actually, when we talk about architecture, in in our mind or in the public mind, it's actually just buildings, right? It's just doing buildings. But um, when I look at the, the when I look back at the syllabus and the manual and all those things, um, we actually um, uh, put the students to understand design process. You can be for me, you can be anything you want whether architecture or not, or whether it's uh, doing buildings or artwork or whatever, but you can use that kind of structure, that kind of uh, design process in whatever you do. I guess that is the thing that I think um, people who left architecture told me that they still use this kind of um, butter paper, they still use this process, they still use this kind of uh, taking president study, case study and doing this um, design critique with others and all those things. So those are the things that I think for me, being an architect is not for everybody. You cannot force yourself or you cannot force others. If you force it, maybe it could like, maybe tahan for maybe five years or eight years. And then you just say that you are just out of it. but. Um that people like Yvonne, right? Like it's it's in her, the, the drive is in her. So we can see that I can throw her everywhere that he can he can live. So because uh he she loves architecture. Wait, wait.
0: You know when you read the Ruslan Khalid book when he was uh, uh doing UTM. Yeah, yeah. i was holding it. the Ruslan Khalid book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have it. And uh he actually uh when he was in the AA. Even in the yeah. AA, before Elvin, it was during Elvin Boyarski or before? He was asking things that we ask now. The yeah. things that um, uh, they, they mentioned in the uh, Malaysian Architecture Review regarding design thesis, uh, should be student come up with a topic. They were asking in the 70s, or was it the 80s, those things. Yeah. What are we missing here? Now I agree with you uh, about um, it. Does it, it, I mean I agree with certain things? Like uh, yeah, they 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 carry with them um, the design process in whatever they do. If they they were uh, doing fashion design or uh, art or being an artist, so they 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 come away with architecture. And we've we've had a podcast with Paul Nixon. He's an artist and he's still doing architectural thinking, design thinking in that matter. But I'm going to question even bigger, even bigger than that. Um, The thing is, uh, when I mentioned about the government thinking, we're investing in this and then we're running it away that we've run it so many years before. We keep on doing, but has... The human being situation differ from then and now, you know, from the 80s. I'm referring to the 80s because I was studying in UTM in the 80s. And I know my curriculum in in, in a degree or diploma, you know, I know that curriculum. And it works then, you know, then we went to overseas and we, we got more theory from that. But that was my time. Why am I thinking about my time? Why? Why is the people who teach at UIA and now are people my age? Okay, we are the one who set the syllabus. But this is high time for the younger generation to look at it again, but specifically on theory, because because um, when we think identifying one as an architect by thinking about role and precedent. Which is what uh, Tuan Iskanda also was with me in, in UTM in the role and precedent unit in the early nineties. You know this unit system. We were looking at role and precedent and the, uh, and how the different architects do stuff. But then that's why we're having this question about AA School of Architecture. They don't care about architects anymore. They don't use role and precedent. Look at uh, Yvonne. She uh, she mentioned about social economic theory and she did housing. How the drawings are, they have to be competent in drawings or not, depending on the lecturer, because, you know, if you were in Susanna Issa and uh, Simon Heron, my, uh unit, you got to have to go and express your... Whatever that you you learn through your drawings, you gotta be really good in your drawings, and they are manual drawings. We've seen that before. You know, uh, it could be a simple thing like a house, but you know they expanded, you know they expanded it and dug into the ground and whatever. The drawings are so evocative. You know, there was a, a, a lady from I forgot. She had her in in uh, Port Commune. Port Commune, na nama it? Port Fifty Two. Yang PJ. <laughs> sorry, you're <in> mute. Okay. <laughs> yes, quite. Uh, yeah, what There was there
1: was, there was a,
0: a, a there was an exhibition there that showed there was a, a girl that did the underground. Maybe she's from University of Westminster or University of East Thames. Pamela, mm-hmm. So she was this, you know, it's evocative drawings, right? Evocative drawings. So those were instruments to express ourselves. But in 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 most of our schools in Malaysia, you gotta like do the typical plan section elevation and stuff like that. So you thought you thought I did the whole exploration thing. Is it enough in the in the in 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 degree you 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 did your technical things and and in in master of architecture you can explore things? You know, could you do it that way? You yes or no?
1: It's gonna be controlled. Uh, I would say no, no, why? (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, this is not criticizing any universities or anything, I think the whole entire education system in Malaysia. Basically, we only learn about design whether uh, it's not in school, it's in a tertiary, which is in uni, so it's quite late whether in, in, in the Western countries, they already know about all the histories and artists and famous architects most probably in the uh, secondary school or even primary school. So um, that is, I think that, 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 that design aspect should be earlier rather than introducing it only in, in tertiary education. That is one thing. And um the other thing, I think it's it's in my mind would be um, people always <laughs> blaming Lamb on this topic of uh, I could say that, oh, why we do, th-? I always question. I think even when I start tutoring, I always question why we are doing this? Why we cannot have just one section that explain everything? Because if I ask my student, why you have four sections? It couldn't answer because it's in the
0: Checklist,
1: right? So they don't understand why they do sections and why it's on... Investment. Why do you
0: think they don't understand why they do sections? Because
1: we gave them everything. We, we spoon-fed them everything from the brief to the scale to whatever they need to do so they don't think because we just shove so everything in.
0: So here. what do you think we should do?
1: Um, it's like you shove your banyak benda dalam mulut You, you cannot chew well, right? So you can just buggy them freedom. But I understand that when we do there's a freedom, but it's still in a in a box kind of thing. Right? You still need to control the the the, the
0: yeah, Yvonne, Yvonne's tutors uh uh the syllabus she took was module, there was one expert on Brexit and one expert on I forgot what it was social economic theory, and then her project was a housing, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, like, like they buy housing, okay, they find a site maybe, you know, and then they find the number of the size of the housing project. But the expert is there that she has to follow this module. It's doable, isn't it? That you you invite people. I mean, it's just money. I mean, in Malaysian schools of architecture, okay, you have the grant to make modules so that you can, um, Jomo can come in, you know, the economist or some other, you know, uh, somebody on housing can come in and run a module, maybe even four or five lectures of module and stuff. And then there are a lot of references and you have to learn and then you have to design, you know. I mean, freedom, that's freedom but Freedom that is guided because we know that there are these disciplines or there are these areas where, if you want to do, you know, you can create a matrix color you not what artist studio, then, uh, then you go and talk about uh art or something, you know, and then you have some modules on art, artist studio in the Renaissance or something, you know, I don't know, you know, and the student will produce and then. The student will have to find out what is section, what is plan, what is elevation, because when they present to the jury, the jury, look, I don't understand your drawing. That seems to be lacking in terms of uh, maybe you, you need to have a plan. So after that, the student come again and draw plans, you know? So it is, that's what Yvonne said. The, the student are thrown into the, the sea, and they, I, I gave that... Uh, I gave that analogy you thrown to the sea with the open sea, not the swimming pool anymore. It's the open sea. Even you can get, you know, just drowned, in fact. So, so why are we afraid to do that? Is it because we, we need to have like structures and, and, oh, but it's syllabus. But it's syllabus, so we add things, you know? Is it we need to justify why we have, Sixty lecturers in a university, you know. But if you have sixty lecturers, you should make better, uh, better graduates. You should have thinking graduates because these different sixty lecturers with different topic, they can even be expert in something. So the missing gap is yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Because
1: uh, when okay talk about um, people or graduates that want to be architects they are thrown to this situation where they have to work um they have to work in teams they have to work with consultants and all those things eh? we talk about transdisciplinary things and whatnot but departments never talk or even collaborate with each other right we never cross-check or we never like for example, UIA um, is connected to engineering school, but I've never <laughs> worked yeah, with them. Yeah, so similar these, to UM. Yes. Yeah, so so those things like okay, if, if they are if they know that okay, they know that okay, structural engineers understood this kind of thing. So I could go to them and understand maybe that they can help me with calculation or whatnot. So
0: it could make the design better. But why is this technical? That's I I know they one the one pernah berlaku one pernah berlaku when you already have your scheme then you tunjukkan engineer we did that with rodia you know uh, oh I see they tolong with the structural design tapi ini bukan ini conceptual at that level yeah
1: yeah yeah but when you talk about yeah, when I said that it's collaboration, maybe you meant is is that engineers, what I'm thinking is like psychologists. Yeah, correct. Uh, right. uh, yeah, things like that. I think um, kalau I nak buat rumah, right? I for me la, I, I I I come to you for because I have um clients, yeah clients or universal design. Okay, plug in your your course uh, here, so you don't you don't ask it, but I just plug in there, but. Um, you need to understand and be in their shoes, and and literally, these psychologists, I think, they understand the psychology inside the building better than us. Because so, those are the things that I I I assuming that that we have, like yeah yeah. We have politicians to be in here. Where they, maybe they don't understand what we do. Maybe they think we are just doing the drawing. We do not have the maybe the ideas or whatnot. So so
0: those are the things that I I think yeah
1: go i have to stop here
0: (laughs) for the first part so thank you izati for the first part we're going to continue with the second part yeah i'm sorry to go ahead i (laughs) we're going to continue it because now already like overrun the time okay thank you izati see you again
1: Bye bye